Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about call to actions. So before we start, follow the podcast. Kane, over to you. Follow the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. So if you're not making enough money, it's probably because of this. So we've got a WhatsApp group for people that have sat out training. And I asked everyone, what's your big pain point? And a bunch of people said, more money, please. Hmm. And this is something that now we're doing a few of these review episodes, I'm seeing. And then everybody in our mastermind asked, like, basically, can you rip our podcast apart? And this is something I saw in every single one of them. No call to action or a shit call to action. And let's break it down because there's different types. You've got the written and in your show notes. And then you've got the audio version or video version on the actual podcast episode. Why do it? First of all, money. Get people into your funnel. But it could be to grow your show. Somebody's four times as likely to share your podcast or YouTube channel if you just ask them to. Which, by the way, is baffling. So share the podcast, please. Thanks. <laughs> Two call to actions here about 45 <laughs> seconds in. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't abuse call to actions. So if somebody's four times as likely to share just because you asked, you should probably do that a lot more. Things like leaving reviews. Please leave lots of five-star reviews. Go download my PDF or whatever, and then you're getting people into your funnel. So let's break down all of them. Share, fine, covered. Shares, more people, amazing. Reviews. Now, the, the way that we've always done it is, if you want us to cover anything, let us know in the, in the reviews and we'll do it. And I've seen a few creators do this really well. They get a shit ton of five-star reviews. Everybody's happy. Amazing. I'm going to hold you there as well, actually, because I've noticed we get more reviews when we do this, which is read out a review. We have a new review. Shall I read it out? Read out. Give me a second. I'll get my phone out. How long am I going to be driving <laughs> Quite a while. Um, yeah, because... Well, it's people are sheep at the end of the day. This sounds really horrible now, doesn't it? But if someone oh, I else, don't think you're sheep, guys. <laughs> if someone's leaving reviews and your creator that you like reading them out, you're like, oh, well, if I leave a review, they'll read out mine. Exactly. Potentially. Social proof. Absolutely. Uh, so the review is titled Love, Love, Love. It says, love the relaxed, playful, informative style of the host so much. I now work with them. Their content answers all the questions you may have when thinking about launching your podcast, demystifying, debunking, and accessible so you feel brave enough to go for it. I am now excited to launch our new podcast before Christmas. Amazing. By the way, I just want to break something down of how this works. So I did an episode with a client. This person listened to that episode, enjoyed it. Then I got on a call with them, gave them some advice on their podcast, and now she's joined the agency and has now left a glowing recommendation on the podcast about how good the podcast is and how good we are as an agency, which hopefully somebody else will see and then the cycle keeps fulfilling. All we have to do is interview her now for the full circle of life. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, share and interview clients on your podcast. You get more people buying your products and services. And the other thing with reviews is, I've said it a few times before, you can't actually see how many downloads a podcast gets. So mm. if you get loads of reviews, it makes you look bigger. There's yeah. a lot of big podcasts out there that don't get many reviews. And there's a lot of smaller ones that get loads of reviews. And yeah. it's probably, you'd probably think the smaller ones are bigger because there is no downloads no views no comments it's only reviews yeah. so the more reviews you get the bigger your podcast looks which is obviously a good thing and then if someone goes through our reviews there's a few now that say oh i work with these guys i work with these guys and it makes us look great 
all people look at it and go, liars, they've wrote that themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that a few times. There's someone's launched a podcast. I saw it recently. I'm not going to call out who it was. <laughs> <God but did. laughs> I saw it recently. They've launched a podcast and they've left a comment and the name of the person that's left the comment is the same as the name of the person who's oh, launched a podcast. No. So this is a great podcast. I'm like, you should probably have done it on a different account. <laughs> that's jokes. I like that. So making money through a call to action. Let's focus on that because that's the thing that people care about the most. Have a click magnet that is incredibly valuable. Now, even on this show, we've offered various um, PDFs and things like this. People don't really care. But we've also gone the extra mile where we've gone, you want to help to launch a podcast or a monetization plan? For anybody listening to this, we'll do a free call with you. Right, That's something that people pay hundreds of pounds for just for that call. And we've done that because it's really good for to engage with your audience, but people are actually going to take you up on it. So, for example, what could you do? If you sell a course, have your call to action audibly to say, go to the top link in the show notes. That's the other thing. Your call to action should be at the top of your show notes. So at a glance, they can see and tap the link. And that way, if it takes them to a landing page where it's, let's say, a one-hour pre-recorded deep dive on a particular topic, it then makes the person aware that you might have a course. You deliver content because we've got a three-day training. We've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but you're getting new listeners all the time, people that might not have quite heard that. So they might not actually know we've got that three-day training. And those that have the three-day training might not know that it's any good. So if you send people to a landing page where you've got a one-hour deep dive on something really specific that you cover within that training. So for example, I could do a a two-hour section on finding, negotiating, securing your first sponsor, which I do on the training, I could upload that as an individual bit of content on a landing page. And then people go into consume that and go, Jesus, like if this is what I'm getting for free, imagine what would happen if I paid for, for the full thing. And they see what your delivery style is and they see that, oh, it's actually valuable and it's not fluff. Because most people who do click magnets, it's fluff and it's crap and it's worthless. So it's not even worth their time giving you their email, their details. Over deliver with the value, right? People can be scared of giving too much value for free. No, if you like, for that, you could give as much value as possible, lay out all the steps to someone. And then at the end of it go, if you'd rather I just done this for you, here's a button to book a call. And I bet a lot of people will be like, no, if he can make that sort of money, I'd just rather pay him to do it. Exactly. And for example, if you've got a book, give away the, the e-book version completely for free if you're self-published, right? Or you, maybe you've recorded an audio uh, audiobook. You can give the audiobook for free. You might have any number of things available to you that you offer, but relate it to something that you offer. It's important, right? Don't just let it be something random, but use it as the first step and to tease something that you offer. So on your actual episode, you need to be saying, oh, let, let's do an example. So on an episode about sponsorship, I, I'll use that same example. I could go on the podcast, 10-minute episode, here's um, three, te- three steps to speaking to a sponsor. And on that episode, you know, halfway through, the advert can be, oh, by the way, top link in the show notes, I've done a free 90-minute um, webinar all about finding, securing big money sponsorship as a small creator. It's pre-recorded, so you can watch it in your own time, but go and get it now. Then go down to the show notes, top link, link to the thing with some copy about why they should watch it and what they're going to get out of it. And then, of course, they can get that in exchange for email contact information. Why is that important? One, we've just mentioned it. 
giving them so much value they think, oh damn, what would happen if I paid for it? But two, now you've got that email list building up, you can increase what you have available to sponsors. I've spoken about this before. If you want to get big money sponsors, have social media, have your podcast, have YouTube, have an email list, and you build them a package for them to sponsor. But the second thing is, is if you've got this contactable database of emails, when you've got a big guest coming out or you're doing a relaunch or perhaps your um, podcast episode downloads are plateauing or going down, you can email everybody saying new episodes out, go now. So you can push people to then re-engage your podcast downloads or if you're launching a YouTube channel, you can send them there. So having call to actions to capture people's data is really important for your growth, your maintenance marketing, but most importantly, your revenue for your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I have a question, actually. Okay. Do you think you should have a call to action on every episode? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I think with call to actions, repetition is important. So here's something that I thought was interesting. He's becoming a bit of a man crush for us, but Alex or Mosey. Right. Um, we mentioned him a few times. He polled his audience. So he gained 5 million followers combined across all channels in two years. When polling all of his audience, so he had his first book, $100 million offers. He gave it away, right? It was 99 cents and he was giving it away to people. He sold millions of copies and it was like number one for pretty much 18 months or very, very high in the Amazon charts. Yet when he polled his audience, only 20% of them knew he had a book and he spoke about it all the time. He basically gave away for free. It was a number one bestseller. It was up on all the book charts and he's enormous, but only one in five people knew he had a book despite talking about it all the time. So moral of the story, to me, what I got out of that is do it more because most people aren't actually hearing it. They aren't seeing it. You might, so we've spoken about it on this podcast. Oh, I've got an idea. Oh, haven't we kind of spoken about that before? Yeah, maybe, but there's not actually that many people that's listened all the way through to every episode we've ever done and you're constantly growing your audience and it, your audience, if you're doing it right, the growth generally compounds. It's not linear like, oh, I'm adding five people a day or whatever. It's like, oh, first year, you got 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Second year, 10,000 subscribers. Third year, 100,000. You get this exponential growth because that's how a lot of these platforms work. The bigger you are, the more you grow, right? Exactly. So the way I see it is, oh, in the last six months, we've added 80% of our audience. So most of them haven't even heard that thing yet. So one of the keys to a good call to action is repetition. So uh, I've spoken about a stat. Anybody in marketing will know. It takes seven touch points normally for somebody to make a buying decision. That still applies to this because at the end of the day, they've got to listen. They've got to go down to your show notes. They've got to give you their personal information, which is kind of a buy-in from them. Although they're not spending money, they still need those steps to be like, oh, it's good. And that's why it's so important to actually give a click magnet that is really, really valuable, not the PDF. And by the way, we're guilty of this. We've done this. We've been lazy. We've had old PDFs. But really, if you've got a mini course, a book, one-to-one, you could do an Ask Me Anything Live on Zoom, make it related to what your content is, capture that information so that you can retarget them. I think for us, we've because we don't see it, we're like, oh, this podcast has to make money for like for us to pay for it. So it's obviously run through the company. It's like, okay, we're not that bothered about, oh, it has to be a call to action to has to get this many leads this week or has to bring in this amount of money, which is why we have that kind of casual approach to it because we know over time it will. If over the last 50 episodes we had a call to action on everyone that was consistent, we probably would have generated more money from this podcast. Yeah, easy. 
but it's not like a lot of people where you're paying to have the podcast. Yeah. You need it needs to it needs to perform to continue doing it. Like we're doing this regardless. Yeah. So it's it, I I should think there's a few people that have listened listened for a while being like, well, you don't have a call to action on every episode, or you have all sorts of call to actions all over yeah. the place, which is. Which is why I started this true. episode saying, like, if you want more money, like, that, that's the thing. Is that everybody on that group chat that said, like, this is the thing I want, that's the thing they're doing wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you, if you want it, do it this way. And it doesn't have to be to offer something, although I do like the idea of capturing that data, so then you own it. But it could just be share it, or it could be leave a review, and make sure when you're doing a call to action, it's you focused, not I focused. Go click this thing that I created. I spent hours making this. It's really, really good. Blah, 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 blah. Or if it's like um, sharing it. You know, perhaps you do um, a mental health podcast. You know, if this episode has helped you and there's other people in your life suffering, you know, please share it with them. I want to help as many people as possible. You know, share with somebody this could help along those lines. Um, You see some of the bigger creators doing it that do interview shows. You know, if you subscribe to the channel, the bigger it gets, the bigger people I can interview. And, you know, basically a saying is you'll get more of what you love and it'll be even better if you just subscribe. So make it all about your guest. Do it consistently. Have audio and written. Prioritize in the show notes so it's right at the top with a bit of copy to say why they should click it. And then make your click magnet more valuable than what other creators in your space are giving away for free. Yeah, give Sorry. as much value away as you can. You give away for free what they are charging for. Absolutely. I know a lot of people who charge to do podcast reviews, by the way. Do they? They're all over LinkedIn. And They're our favourite people. And we're doing it for free. I know, right? Damn. Better. Oh, uh, another call to action. If you want us to review your podcast, send it in. Yeah, DM us because we are going to be reviewing some more for some more episodes. The first one was received quite well. Amazing. Well, until next time. Adios.